Guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the Wonderful Our City ZSL Podcast. Again, it is my voice. Again, I do apologize, man. Seriously, my nose, everything's going to come back to the way it needs to be and the way it always is. And I do apologize that I sound absolutely ridiculous right now. But you know what? God damn it. It doesn't take away my soul. It doesn't take away my energy. And today's another goddamn Corporate Finance Monday. Let's get into this. First and foremost, man, I hope everyone is having a wonderful year. Uh, or has had a wonderful year. Uh, holiday season is coming up. No, I do not stop my podcast because I have tens of thousands of listeners who always listen to me, uh, who support me, and I could be that beacon of light for a lot of people. So, no, I never stop. One, because, well, I'm never going to stop something I absolutely love to do. And so this is going to run all the way through, through the new year, and again, 365 days a year, unless... I end up doing ridiculous amounts of trading. I have to do a lot of traveling. But at the same time, if I am productive enough, I will be able to get this done in the midst of all the chaos. So in saying that, guys, thank you so much for tuning in again. Last week, we talked about managing payments and talking about, you know, people who lack empathy and all that good stuff. So now it's all about putting it in writing. You know, I have uh, some business client students and one day they're like, Arsidio, you know, what language do I use to email people in regards to late payment? And I'm like, ah, okay, I got you. And it all comes down to how you write the email, right? So do you think it's a good idea to write to late payers? Okay, based in your culture, tell me why, et cetera, et cetera. All right, I'm putting a lot of these questions and I'm making it more interactive on my Instagram. So make sure you follow me over there. But nonetheless, um, it's very difficult. Now, you guys already heard what I said in the previous uh, podcast. I said, listen, I'm that guy who says you need to pay me half up front and half later. And, you know, I do the wonderful uh, training in Chachin Sao. Big shout out to my Norwegians who I actually, who would have ever thought I'd be training Norwegians? That is freaking awesome so i got one norwegian i got like 15 ties in the intermediate class and i have four beginner classes which are also very fun but nonetheless um you know when uh when i was getting ready to train there you know i had a friend that kept saying have they paid have they paid have they paid and i'm like yes they paid but the thing is i didn't do my part so i took ownership that was basically the invoice should have sent them the invoice and then next thing you know monday came around tuesday came around one day before the trade i'm saying what what the hell is going on? So I hurry up and said, excuse me, is the trading still going on for tomorrow? I haven't received payment. She's like, oh, the accounting, we did it last Friday. It takes three days. You should get it tomorrow. And I'm like, see, that communication needs to be communicated through, right? So we're talking about payment. We're talking about, you know, late payers and stuff like that. And again, you know, hey, you got to pay before I go there. So I'm on the train. I check my account. Boom, there goes the money. And I'm like, okay, all right, that makes sense. Okay, because now I'm not like rushing and saying, okay, you have to make payment, you have to make payment, you have to make payment. No, you actually just paid straight through to my account. And uh, all you had to do was communicate that. So I take half the payment up front. I count the hours when it comes to 60 hours. I give them notification probably a week or two before, send them the next invoice. Hey, here's your next invoice. Here's the tax. You do this, do that, and all that other good stuff, right? So again, not a late payer. But again, general principle, you've got to be able to pay on time. That's all there is to it. So is it a good idea to write late payers? You're going to have to or you're not going to get your money. 
right? You got to have a system in place so that people who do pay, it's no problem whatsoever. Um, you know, I'm going to hurry up and share with you this. There was a Thai student back, uh, what is it, five years ago. Uh, this guy, it was the most excruciating two hours of teaching anyone. And it really primarily comes from the high society kids, basically the fair skinned white, no offense, no offense to anyone who's white, but the ones who have a lot of money and they're very posh, they have a tendency of being the biggest bores, meaning absolutely boring. Everything's been spoon fed to them, silver platter, you name it. I remember I started teaching and I wasn't very strict back then, should have been. And I was with a couple of people and I was like, okay, listen, you're going to have to make, you know, a payment of half the course up front or at least full course up front. Now with him, I was just like, okay, yeah, you could just pay me every Saturday or something, you know, or every whatever day he comes over. And to be honest with you, he's like, oh, well, I had an Australian teacher and we didn't have to pay him until after the course. I said, that's got to be one of the dumbest, foolish things I've ever heard in my life. And you, to be honest with you, that was the last time I ever taught him. I think he had asked me, hey, are you free this day? I'm like, hey, no, I'm not free. I'll let you know when I am. Because I'm like, bro, that, that, that's not the way I do things. Now, I could have communicated with him and say, uh, sorry, 10-hour uh, package, 20-hour package, 30-hour package, got to pay up front. That's just how it is. Now, with corporations, between 100 and 200 hours, training overseas, completely different. Completely different rules and regulations, right? But with you, you got to be able, okay, one, two, and three. And so... How many reminders should you send? Um, again, this is when it comes to, this is when it becomes increasingly difficult. You guys already know my story involving the podcaster. I had done a podcast with motivational mentors. And I remember we were working with the same graphic designer from Myanmar and I kept communicating and talking to him. And he said, listen, Luke hasn't paid me. He owes me 256 pounds. And I said, what? We're talking like $400 somewhere in the neighborhood. And I'm like, he owes you that? He's like, yeah, he hasn't paid me. He hasn't paid me in this amount of time. And I'm like, Luke calls himself a fucking coach? And he doesn't even make payment on that? I'm like, listen, from a business perspective, you need to get payment up front. And I think I may have told this story at some point. Uh, but next thing you know, what ends up happening is he kept asking him over and over and over about the money. And then they just ended up becoming very ugly situations and confrontational interactions with this guy from Myanmar being very angry saying you owe me money to of course Luke and me I had to start second guessing it probably around October and November of 2019 because I'm like oh man I don't want to do a collaboration with this guy in debt the next thing you know it seemed like he was starting to give me a lot of a workload and it felt like you know he was paying things for this virtual assistant and we weren't getting paid anything we didn't have clients. We didn't have anything. And I'm like, bro, why are we paying for a, a virtual assistant when we're getting no money coming in right now? Are you out of your fucking mind? And so I said, you know what? I'm Your debt is not my debt. I remember one time just a couple of weeks before Christmas, just two years ago, as a matter of fact, he's like, hey, Arsenio, you know, I need that $100 for the VA. And I just got so angry because I'm like, what am I paying for? I'm paying this guy and I know you owe other people and I know you owe the graphic design. And I said, Hey, check this out. Here's the payment. We're going to have to figure this out in less than 24 hours. I said, Hey man, that's the end of motivational mentors for me because first and foremost, you're taking up too much time. We're doing these interviews with people who we don't even build relationships with. It's a fucking waste of time. 80 hours 
and to be honest with you, I probably only have two or one person who I still speak to from that point in that point in time. And yes, there were connections, you know, uh, between 2018 and 2019 that I have met. But at the end of the day, what did that do for me? And I'm like, listen, you're taking up too much time. Now you're digging into my pockets. I said, enough is enough. We're done. And, you know, just probably about two, three months ago, I finally let that fool go because I just felt like, you know, we got on a call to do a nice little catch up and I'm excited to see him. And he just gave me that garbage energy. And I'm like, bro, you are wasting, you know what? Best of luck to you in all your future endeavors. He just kept being topsy-turvy, jumping from place to place. And anyways, that's the whole, I could go into the whole personal development aspect of it, but you guys now know. If you're in debt because one of your companions or a partnership you're doing is in debt, that's the biggest red flag in the world. You need to address that. I know it's not your business, but say, listen, your debt will not become my debt. I need to know exactly what's going on and if I want to continue further. So in the last question, as a debt becomes further overdue, what information should you include in the email? And this is what I'm going to help you with. Okay, so in your first email, basically, you're going to send them a subject. It says invoice, et cetera, et cetera, right? AD 54321F, okay? You're going to say, dear Mr. or dear Mrs. last name. And then you're going to write in the first line, our records show that invoice blah, blah, blah is now overdue. Okay, uh, could you please make payment as soon as possible? Or can you please make payment of the overdue balance as soon as possible? If you have paid this balance, please disregard this email. All right. So that's your first email. And then you're going to include more information in the second email, depending on when you want to send it. You're going to say, Dear Mr. Walker, we're writing again to remind you that your invoice AD is overdue. Could you please remember, could you, that's a request. Could you please make payment within the next seven days? If payment is not received within seven days, your credit facility will be suspended. If you have paid the balance, please disregard this email. Best regards, Judy Hill, or whatever your name is. But do you understand? It's a systematic process. This is overdue. Could you do this? And if you don't do this, this will happen. All right? So you include a little bit more information is what I'm trying to convey over to you. And let's say in the third email, this is when I wouldn't say threats, but this is when you put in a little bit more information to show them the ramifications of them not paying on time. So here we go. The balance for invoice AD. Now we're not saying we're writing. We're not saying our records. We're just saying the balance for invoice is now seven days overdue. Could you please pay the balance within the next seven days? Basically the same thing as the previous, uh, previous email, but then what you do, you put a little more information and say, if we do not receive payment within the five days, okay, so now you're not giving them seven days anymore, you're giving them five days, all right, a charge of 2.5% will be added to your outstanding balance. And then you can use a reference, as I said in my previous email, your credit facility has now been suspended and will remain so until we receive full payment. If you paid it, please disregard the email. So basically, you have your first email, very nice. Second email, add in a little bit more information. Third email, hey, a charge of 2.5% will be added to your outstanding balance. This is how you convey over to them the seriousness in going from email number one 
to number two to number three. All right, so with that being said, now you know from an email perspective and grammar and everything I just said, and things you could write down in your book as a note, I, you know, wherever it is, if you work in accounts payable or receivable, payable, we'll be talking about that in the next one. But if you work in accounts receivable or if you're an accountant, this is what you can do. All right. And with that being said, thank you so much for tuning in to another wonderful Arsenio ZSL podcast. Best stay tuned for more. I got so much more coming over and out.